Hey, this is Tom DeLong, and you are listening to Blink-180 Dudes and Blink-180 Dudes Nudes. Blink-180 Dudes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Blink-180 Dudes podcast. Todd Riley virtually joined alongside Kevin Trout, videographer, photographer, director, basically the man uh, what seems to be behind every single Tom DeLong post at the moment and Angels and Airwaves Instagram post. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the show, and how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Before we get started in uh, learning a little bit about you and what you've been doing lately, uh, I know you're from San Diego. I myself, I'm right outside the Philadelphia area. Uh, a couple, I'm assuming you're, you're a sports fan, correct? Yeah, man. I didn't think we were going to get into sports at all, but here we go. Let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to touch. So we have a little bit in common. Uh, I guess it was, you know, the 2019-2018 offseason baseball. Two big free agents hit the market. Uh, Machado, Bryce Harper. You guys get Machado. We get Harper. How are you feeling about that so far? You think you got the right guy? All right, look, man. So I first got to admit, baseball is not my number one sport. Um, okay. I, I remember the that going down and not knowing. I'm like, it'd be cool if we got any of these guys. Just because, I mean, even at that time, which was only a couple of years ago, the Padres sucked, dude. They yeah. were just trash. Like, we have this amazing stadium, but, dude, the Padres suck. But then, you know, we get Machado to come in. Tatis is stepping up to the plate like the Padres are very relevant now yeah yeah I mean they're just you know that's I hate to be a bandwagon guy but for me like that's that's baseball dude it's just there's just so many games that I just can't keep up with um but yeah man I I, I've you know been to Padre games my whole life and stuff but it's always been you know football for me is like my number one thing but uh yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about um, Machado. Our team looks, our team looks awesome right now, dude. Bryce Harper, what is like nothing happened, dude. He left the team, and then they go to the World Series and won without him. So, whatever. Yep, and it makes it even worse that they're in the Phillies division. I, I'm happy with Harper, but um, yeah, I mean, I would I would much rather be a Padres fan right now. I remember when Machado went there, I was kind of just like, oh, I mean, I don't blame him. I, if he's not going to be on a relevant team, you know, I'd love to live in San Diego over the next 10 years and get paid $300 million. Like I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. And now they're, now they're winning and it's like, damn, he's, he's getting the best of both worlds. But you know, you got, you I'm guessing you're a Chargers fan. Yeah. They were San Diego before. So at least you guys got Herbert because I'm an Eagles fan and we just had a dumpster fire of a season. So at least you guys, you got Herbert going for you and, and he looked fucking awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And that was, you know, Obviously, I don't think anybody expected him to be this great. Uh, it was really hard for me to let go of Rivers. Just been a diehard Philip Rivers fan as long as he's played with the team. Um, and so, you know, his last few years weren't great, but I was just like, dude, I'd rather have Rivers in there than, you know, whatever backup we got. And we throw Herbert in there, which was an accident. You know, yeah. we had a uh, – now I can't remember his name. Whoever. Tyrod uh, Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod he get his, gets his lung punctured by the doctor, which is random. Uh, so we put Herbert in there like five minutes before the game. And the dude was just on fire the entire season. I mean, our record didn't really reflect it. But, dude, this dude's putting up like rookie numbers like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. He's just amazing. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I'm sticking with the Chargers, even though they, you know, up and left us. And it's a, that stadium is officially down now, I think. A couple weeks ago, they tore down like the last piece of it. And so I've slowly been watching that be tore down week by week. And it's just been super depressing. Yeah, they, they got a bright future ahead of them. Um, let's let's switch gears now. Totally different direction. What uh, a lot of people are going to be interested. 
your career, I, I listened to a podcast you did um, a couple months ago and you were telling some stories about how you got started with Warp Tour and taking pictures on that and how that kind of was like, a, you talk about Justin Herbert kind of jumping in by accident. Let's talk about you jumping into basically what ended up being your whole career by accident. So you're at Warp Tour with a buddy sitting in a parking lot and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so I mean, this is, uh, it's a, can be a long story. I'll try to maybe tell the medium version of this. Um, I had just recently, I'm in high school, it's 2003. Um, I, uh, actually one year out of high school. Um, I'm just getting into this type of music. I don't know. I grew up on just what's on the radio, man, like San Diego alternative stations. That's what I listened to. I knew nothing about any other band that wasn't on the radio. And then I met this guy who we started, you know, a band together. We started playing music and he's like, dude, you need to listen to like some other shit, dude. So he introduced me to like Jimmy Eat World, Saves the Day, Taking Back Sunday, Thursday, all these like bands that I'd never heard of before. And he's like, there's this thing called the Warp Tour. Let's go to it. And because we were in a band, because I was learning about all this new music and, and, and really getting into it, I was like really into like wanting to meet these musicians. I would, you know, at the time, even in high school, be the guy that would go to the venue several hours early to see if like anyone was like walking around the parking lot, you know? So getting my picture taken with, you know, whoever was in the band, uh, I was really into. So I kind of always had the camera on me. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of speed ahead to Warp Tour. We're at Warp Tour, my first Warp Tour. Um, at, at this point in the day, <clears throat> I had met the lead singer of Sum 41. He was, behind the stage and I slipped my ticket through the chain link fence and he signed it and I got a picture. And then Bert from the used was walking around. I got a picture with him. And so I'm already like pretty hyped up on my first warp tour, like meeting these people. And so me and my buddy are just sitting down <clears throat> and I can see this like lady in the distance and it looks like she's looking at me and she's walking our direction. And she ends up asking these, this group of girls next to us, like, Hey, like I work in catering you guys want to come back and help out with dinner? It's just a couple hours. And then after that, you get like a pass and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, dude, like we, we want to do it. We absolutely want to do it. And she's like, well, you know, it's, you know, better if girls are back there. The, you know, it's just, that's what she wanted was girls back there doing it. And I'm like, well, you know, again, arguing with her. And she was out of time. There was three of them, two of us. She only wanted two people. They didn't want to split up. So she just grabbed us, took us backstage. I'm sitting there like serving what mashed potatoes to like Pennywise and the use and some 41. And I was just like, this is crazy, man. Like, I can't believe this. And so, you know, it's the dinner one. So after that, she gives us our passes. There's only a couple bands left. Um, we go over and we're like, let's see if we can get on stage for Pennywise. Um, we get on stage for Pennywise and we're just standing there. I'm in San Diego, like looking out at the crowd. I'm like, dude, this is, this is amazing, dude. Like I'm, I'm loving this. They're playing their last song. People are starting to kind of like push me. And I look back, I'm like, what dude? And they're like, Oh, for the last song, like everybody just comes out and just starts singing this song with them. And so I get pushed out there. The lead singer takes me, um, puts his arm around me, holds the mic up to both of us. And me and him are like singing this song in San Diego. And I'm just like blown away. I couldn't believe it. And so me and my buddy, immediately run back to cater and like, Hey man, we want to do this again tomorrow. And we ended up going to 10 shows 
um, helping out with catering and just kind of watching these bands. And I'm like, dude, we need to, we need to take some pictures, man. We need to like film this. This is like amazing. I want to remember this. And so we just filmed it on like, I grabbed like a friend, dad's camera and we just started shooting stuff. I didn't know anything about it. I was not into video or photography. I was just like, I want to be able to watch this later. So I shot it. And then the following year, um, you know, we try to stay in touch. We try to get jobs on the tour, you know, a lot of just dead ends. And we told catering like, Hey man, like we want to just follow the tour and help you guys out. If we can kind of have the same arrangements that we had, you know, these last 10 shows and they're just, you know, like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, we'll, we'll see what, sure you can do that. So we bought a van and we showed up in Houston and, uh, basically followed the whole tour. And that's kind of when people started seeing us. This is in 2004. We did the whole tour and bands would like, as they were like coming through the lunch line, they were like, Oh dude, were you guys the ones that were like filming us and taking pictures? Yeah, that was us. So like, Oh, can we watch the footage? I'm like, Oh sure. Yeah. And so I show it to them and they're like, dude, this is cool. Nobody's ever filmed us before, you know, feel free to film us whenever you want. And so once that happened, because at first I thought they were going to tell us to like, don't do that. What is this for? Like, please, you know, but like really like, 2004, like YouTube wasn't even really a thing yet. So like, I don't think anyone was worried about like where this footage was going to end up or how it was going to be used because it wasn't really anything like that. So that's kind of how it started, man. Like bands just saw us on there. I mean, this is like the shortened tail end of it. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, we just start hanging out with people. And then they're like, after the warp tour, we got this other tour. You want to come out on the road with us? And then it kind of just turned into being on tour with bands for, for a while. And that's kind of how it started, man. It just turned into like, I want to film this because I'm having a good time and I want to remember this. Oh, the bands think what I'm filming is cool too. And they want me to come out with them. Like, I still didn't think it was going to turn into a career. I just thought that like, this was just going to be a one-off thing, but they kind of kept coming, dude. Yeah, and it's it's crazy you mentioned that you you guys literally got in a van and just followed the tour around on your own. I'm assuming you weren't being paid for this, correct? We weren't paid. So, were. yeah, we ended up doing, you know, the 10 shows in 2003. We pretty much did the whole tour, 2004, 2005, 2006. We kind of did a few shows, and then we did the whole tour again in 2007, following it every year, just not being paid, spending our own money, Um on you know buying the van every summer and then selling it at the end of the summer and we got pretty crafty though i mean when that 2004 uh year came around this was really going to date me uh but like myspace was such a huge thing at the time i didn't have it but my buddy's like dude you need to set up a myspace page start looking in these areas we're going to be and see if we can find places to stay and so I was just literally like typing in zip codes to like MySpace and it would filter like, here's who lives in the area. And I'm like, okay, these people look like they would go to Warp Tour. Let me hit them up, tell them what I'm doing, see if we can stay with them. And I mean, we had somewhere to stay, you know, every other night, which was just, yeah, I couldn't believe that <laughs> people were letting us do that. Uh, strangers come into their house and spend the night but i was gonna uh, say normally like when you hear like a stranger on the internet like sending you a random message asking to stay in your house usually that's what they tell you to stay away from but you guys are able to make it work do you yeah. think do you think that like the bands kind of noticed because like you said it, it led to them asking you to like be a part of like different tours and stuff do you think they noticed like 
that passion, that drive you guys had? Because you, you always hear like these kinds of stories with successful people that they're kind of just willing to do whatever it takes because they found what it is they want to do and they're just going to do it by whatever means and they'll figure it out. They'll figure out the rest as they go along. Do you think bands notice that kind of drive that you guys had and were like, fuck it, these guys are all in. Let's bring totally. it along. Yeah, they, they, you know, everyone that we worked with, you know, took pictures of or whatever was, was really cool. And that was, you know, I just had never experienced this before. You always kind of hear, you don't want to, these people are dicks or whatever, but I didn't really experience that with really anybody on the tour. Um, and, you know, they would be like, well, what, like, what's your story? You know, telling them that we're just following this because like this tour is fun and we're, we get to watch our favorite bands every single day for, you know, three months or whatever. And, uh, you know, we even had people that were like, that had buses that would jump into our van for the night and travel with us and sleep in our van that night. And so they were aware of, you know, us working all day, you know, in the heat, uh, really busting our ass all day and catering and, and helping out and then having to drive ourselves to the next city, which was just like, you know, some of these cities are a couple hundred miles away and you don't pull up to the parking lot till 4 a.m. And you're like, all right, man, let's try to get a couple hours of sleep before, you know, the dude from the venue shows up and tells us we can't, we're in the wrong part of the parking lot to, to sleep here. Um, yeah, I was going to say the drive itself could just be a, its, its own job, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, depending on that, my buddy's like super into, you know, mapping out itineraries and all that kind of stuff. So he was like, all right, man, if we don't leave, we're gonna have to leave this show early if we even want to get there to by the next day. Um, so it was it was really well planned out. Um, we put a put a lot of miles on those vans, dude. I can imagine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just it was the most fun I've ever had. It, I was so into that type of music, man. Just the the punk rock, pop, emo scene was like thriving in the mid 2000s dude and so i was just like all the bands that i was listening to were there i could see them whenever i wanted i could i was hanging out with them and so i'm like man this is a pretty sweet life you know yeah really my, <laughs> my music career never went anywhere but like i'm finding a way that like i'm you know people are saying i'm pretty good at taking pictures and and filming these bands and they want me around i'm like this is this is rad dude let's keep doing this let's see if this can turn into a a paid job because you know these random tours and stuff were decent payments but it's like you know how does this what's the long term of this because the tour ends and you just don't know what's next well i wanted to i wanted to bring up real quick so you mentioned that you didn't really you kind of found this music kind of later on because you kind of always listened to it was on the radio were you a fan of blink 182 growing up like because i mean i feel like they were you know i remember it growing up around here i mean obviously different side of the country but they were always on the radio like that's how i found them yeah dude so i mean being in a you know a, a punk emo band in high school uh listening to the radio being from san diego you can't not avoid listening to blink um you know even it was just one of those things where like i knew their music and stuff but it wasn't until i was in a band that these guys were like no dude they are good you know like kind of like oh yeah you know I guess, I guess they are and then i really started getting into them and uh <laughs> you know, dressing like them. I think I got some pictures of me and Travis probably in the early 2000s of us just wearing like dick, huge dicky shorts and, you know, famous t-shirts and, uh, you know, whatever, Vans shoes or whatever. Yeah, but that was, that was the style. <laughs> Dude, unfortunately, it was. 
Yeah, was there like a, a favorite Blink album you had growing up versus now? Like, has has your taste in them changed, or like, was it like this is early on, and now that you know, have like evolved, you know, and have worked with them or some of them, um, you know, has that changed? Um, I mean, it's definitely changed, especially with Matt and the band. Um, it's not that I don't listen to them. I mean, I still listen to the, the, the new stuff just so I can, you know, see what, what they're doing, but it's not like it was back in the day. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with just my age. And, you know, I just feel like when you're a teenager and your favorite band is coming out with a record, especially back then when there were like stores you had to go to and it'd be like, mom, take me there. Like we have to be there at midnight so we can like get this CD that comes out. And if I don't get it and like everyone else in my class has it the next day, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, so, you know, I just think back then I was a, a bigger fan than I am now, but I, I still think, you know, they're, they're, they're great. But as far as records go, you know, I, you did kind of ask me about this question when we were talking on Instagram. And so this is the one I kind of like, I'm like, oh, which one, you know, if I had to pick an album or whatever, which one would it be? I'm trying to like think about it. And then I just, I'm like, oh, let me go to my Blink playlist and see which records are kind of outweighing the other one. So if I'm going on just what I selected as far as like what's in my Blink playlist and in my playlist, I've kind of excluded all single tracks. So, you know, what's my age again, all the small things, first date, all that stuff's out just because I'm, I've heard it enough. So this is kind of yeah. like the deep cuts. The stuff. deep cuts only. Yeah. 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 So if we're going off that dude, uh, dude ranch by far has the most songs in my playlist. I think that's just cause that's what started it for me when dude ranch came out, um, you know, and Buddha too, not that I have any of those songs on, but there is a little bit of overlap as far as like tracks from Buddha to, yeah so yeah forget that one but um yeah dude ranch for sure um and then if you know going in order probably enema state take off your pants and jacket um those ones those are probably like my three that have the most songs uh in my playlist um just the new stuff man it's just it's not to me it's just not blink i don't know before they came out the, these records you know, there was like videos you could, people were posting on YouTube and I'm like, it just sounded so weird to hear Matt Skiba sing the lines from Tom because to me, then it's just like, okay, well, it seems like it's just a cover band at that point because you have somebody else singing it and, you know, no offense to Matt, dude, Alkaline Trio is cool and all that stuff. Um, and the music that they're making now is cool. It's just, to me, it's not, it's not blink dude it's not what i grew up on no and my biggest thing too when matt first joined the band and this was before they uh had written any songs together so they were just you know they were touring a couple they were doing a couple shows not necessarily a tour at that time and my biggest i guess complaint you could say was that this was like the perfect opportunity to like dig into some of those deep tracks and have mark kind of you know take control of the band and kind of ease matt into it and they didn't do that they kind of stuck to the same set list that they would have done if tom were there where it even felt like Matt probably might have had more songs because of the amount of work that Tom had put into Blink. And it just kind of felt like, what do you do? Like, you're missing, like, a totally cool opportunity to, like, play some, like, especially some songs that, like, people, like, when they're touring, always ask, like, oh, are we going to hear this? And they're like, no, like, 
we're on a tour right now. We're sticking to the set list. We don't like, they don't really do that. Like, so to me, that just kind of drove me a little crazy. Like, like, come on, man, what are you doing? Yeah. And just, you know, maybe it's different from people that aren't like huge fans of blink or whatever, but it's just when I, especially when that first one came out with Matt, that first record, I was listening to it and I'm like, dude, if Tom was singing these lines right here, like this song would rip dude. Um, but whatever, dude, I mean, there's still some good stuff on there. Um, I, I think my favorite song uh, that they've done, I don't even think it's on the records. They did a song with Steve Aoki uh, called, I don't know what it's called. Why are we so Why? broken? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that song's tight. I like that song. Um, and I think, you know, I've actually listened to a bunch of your podcasts. So I kind of like know your style as far as like which <laughs> track you like and stuff. Yeah. And I think, I think you and me are a little bit different in that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I like, you know, the heavier songs on the new record, you know, like now I can't even think of them like six, eight. And yeah, I love six, eight, six, eight's awesome. I, I thought because they did two parts. They did California and then they did a deluxe version, which had like some songs that they didn't feel like. I guess I always look at that too because like the, the cover of California, the regular one's white and it's like bright. And then the deluxe one's black and it's dark. So it's, it literally just fits the theme where like a song like Misery off California Deluxe is awesome. Like I wish that was on the original album. Like that song is fucking great. Like those kinds of songs are awesome. And, and like you said, Why Are We So Broken? I actually... I, I have that like on my playlist while I'm at the gym and stuff. And I remember when it first came out, my biggest thing was like, I would love to hear like if Blink just did this without Stevie Aoki, like what it would sound like. Cause the lyrics and like, and all that, like melody was great. It just kind of felt a little bit like, I mean, it's a Stevie Aoki song. It's not a Blink song, but for me, like right. the song itself would have been really cool to hear. It's just like a, a Blink song by itself. Totally. I agree. And the other song I just, I'm looking at my, my playlist right now was parking lot, which I actually think you guys even talked about at one point in, another episode you had um but for me when it comes when it comes to music dude i'm lyrics aren't really a huge deal to me like i don't really analyze and figure out what these songs are about for me it's just like dude this song made me feel good and i like the way it sounds so that's why i like it it's not because oh dude they're singing about you know a divorce and you know i'm going through a hard time too and this song they're singing to me like I'm just more of a vibe than a lyric kind of guy. So you're you're kind of probably similar to our, to my co-host Lloyd, who like, I kind of try to, I kind of probably tend to overanalyze stuff way too much. Like I have a, I have a buddy and we talk about this all the time. We're like, it's sometimes like annoying that like, we just can't sit back and enjoy music. Like we try to like overthink things. Whereas like Lloyd, like I'll write down like a page of notes and like we get on here and I'll be like, Hey Lloyd, what'd you think of it? And he'll be like, it was good. You know, I liked it. Yeah. Like he said, like made me feel good. I think you guys were doing like either like a top Travis uh, drum uh, list or something like that, or a boxcar list or something. And that's exactly how it was. You would just go on and on and on. And he's like, yeah, dude, I like this one. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly how I would, I would put it too, man. Right on. So speed, uh, we'll stay on the topic of blink here. You ended up actually working and we talked about, I kind of referenced this, like people, you know, recognized you from being around warp tour, um, you know, kind of like that you're you're dedicated you're a hard worker and you go for a job at Macbeth, and someone spots you and that just ends up and it ended up like working out like that day correct yeah so this was when i was thinking about transitioning back from la back to san diego i was like and what am i going to do down here 
um, the person I was working with was actually like, oh, you know, Macbeth is down there. Why don't you go see, um, you know, if I can set up an interview for you and you can uh, talk to them and see if they need somebody just to do whatever. And so this wasn't at that time, it wasn't going to be a full-time job or anything. This was just like, hey, we got a lot of content. We need some help here editing all our videos and stuff like that. Um, and so when I went down there, I was just talking to this lady. Um, I really remember nothing about this. I gave her like a DVD. I'm like, here's what I can do. Uh, and then this dude walks by and I was like, oh, he's like, what's up, man? I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, I know feel the same way. And it, I just, I'm like warp tour, like where else would it have been? Like, that's where I just met everybody. And he's like, that's right. I've seen you on that warp tour. Um, and then I think he kind of was just like, yeah, whatever this guy wants, man. Like, let's, let's have this guy around or whatever. And so then she's like, oh, okay. And you know, I didn't know if that was a serious thing or not, but you know, sure enough, it was just like, all right, man, uh, here's a hard drive full of footage, uh, make us some cool shit. So I started doing that and uh, doing freelance for them. I mean, I guess ever since, like, I don't know. So 2006 ish to like, you know, whatever it is now that I'm doing, I still, it's from that. It's from Macbeth, dude. Macbeth, I started there and that's what I got introduced to Tom and, and got to do all this other stuff was because of working freelance for Macbeth a long time ago. So you, you mentioned that you, you started working with Tom here. Uh, and this, this is a question kind of going back to the other bands that you were working with too. How hard, cause you mentioned like, this was like your favorite music, like the stuff you were listening to. And then like, you're hanging out with these people. So how hard is it to maintain like the fan in you while working with these bands and, you know, still trying to be professional about it? Or was it just kind of like a non-issue for you? Or was it was kind of just like, oh, this is what I'm here to do. So it's definitely different a little bit because of who it is, but also just because the environment's different. When you're on Warp Tour, I'm just filming this band because one, it gets me the best seat in the whole entire venue. And two, um, there's no there's no direction, dude. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, this angle's cool, this angle's cool. I'm just gonna film whatever I want. But then when you, you know, when I'm with Tom, it's like, oh, here's like direction, here's what we want. So this is like, you know, things are being set up. It's not spontaneous. It's like, we need to sit down and think about an idea. So it's, it's, it's definitely different as far as like the creative goes. Um, but I mean, for the most part, dude, like the, that, I don't really think about, you know, how cool this is or, or who like, you know, step back and like, look at this moment while it's happening. When I'm there, I'm just, I'm working, man. I want, really no distractions. I want to be able to get, you know, the best stuff that I can. And then it's kind of like after the fact when I'm like on my computer looking at the photos or the videos and I'm like, wow, dude, I can't believe I just like got to do this shit. Like all of it. I mean, even now, like I've been <laughs> took this, this quarantine and actually started logging all my work tour footage to kind of see like what's there, what, you know, maybe something can be made out of this. Uh, type thing. And it's just, I'm like, wow, dude, like, I totally forgot about this. Here we are hanging out with this guy. And, you know, there's just so many memories, dude. And it's just, it's one of those things that, yeah, so when it's happening, I don't really 
pay much attention to it. It's kind of after the fact that I realized I'm like, oh shit, dude, like I just played laser tag with Taken Back Sunday and like now I'm having dinner with them and well, this is crazy, dude. Like, yeah, and that, and that, that makes a lot of sense what you said because especially like it seems like what you're doing now with Angels and Airways, we can jump right into that um, kind of right now actually, uh, but it kind of seems like there's probably a little bit more direction to it. So it kind of gives you a little bit more focus, a little bit more attention to detail where you're not really thinking about outside stuff. Um, how exactly did it, did it go, uh, come about working with Angels and Airwaves this time around? So you're talking about like the, just recently? The, yeah, this- like this, basically this like current album cycle. So basically, I guess you, since this has kind of started since 2019, so basically the last two years. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's funny too, like listening to your podcast kind of, <laughs> I've been going back in order and I'm like, wow, man, they, Angels has been talking about this album for a long time. Cause I mean, you guys have been too. And I'm like, it's been like, several years and you're like it's i just feel like you got the anticipation you're like it's coming out soon you know whatever i think, I think the last 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 week's episode we actually took our like another guess because at some point probably before, like pre-covid we definitely took a guess and we definitely put it off for like a while but none of us would have ever imagined you know what happened happening totally but yeah i mean i i understand the the feeling now because you see like you know like aaron posting the hard drive and Tom's like, we're shooting videos right now. And, you know, like you say, he'll, he'll post something about it coming out soon. And you're like, okay, well, it's been three years. So like, what the hell does that mean? Um, but anyways, so the way that recently I've done three things in the last six months, maybe, um, I did, it started with a, uh, studio stuff. Um, like the band was recording some stuff the end of last year and then we did some vocals um and then some some videos that he's shooting right now that he's posted photos of um and so what happened was so with this current lineup of of angels i'm actually like i've worked with each one of these guys like outside of the band um in some way or another matt not so much but like again taking back sunday was on Warped when Matt was in the band. Um, and so like me and him used to hang out like on the tour. And so when we ran into each other again, it was that thing where it's just like, I obviously knew who he was and he's just like, I've seen you before. And I'm like, Warped tour. And he's like, that's right. And so we've kind of talked about that um, the last few times we've hung out. But anyway, so it started with um, Aaron hitting me up and he's like, hey man, like we're, we're in the studio. Um, uh, me and Alon are, are, you know, using the studio like a day or two before like the bands in here. Can you come in and just shoot some stuff for us? Um, yeah, sure, dude. Um, I've done stuff with, with Aaron and Alon since like 2006, dude. So I've, I've known those guys for a long time. And so he just hit me up. Can you come in and do some stuff? Cause I think Alon was just doing some like random drum tracks and stuff. And they just wanted some footage for whatever reason. And so then I think maybe, you know, Tom's management knew that I was there and stuff. And they're like, oh, dude, since you're there, like, why don't you just like stay and like get some stuff when Tom comes in and Matt's coming in to record too. And then we can get everything. And so then it turned into like a really it was like two afternoons turned into like five, six days of almost full time studio stuff. Um, and that was just a really cool experience because, you know, I, I've always done live stuff, but I haven't really done 
I mean, maybe once or twice, like studio stuff with like other bands. Um, this was just a little different, you know, it was, it was interesting to, to, to see it happen. I mean, the studio that they shot in was just, there was just, you know, platinum and gold albums that of blink albums, this is where they recorded, you know, this album and this album. And I'm like, man, this place has got some, some history to it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was cool. And so it turned into that. And then Tom's management was like, we got, you know, hang on, like we're gonna have more stuff coming up soon. And then I went back and, and went up to Tom's house and, and did some vocal stuff. I posted some photos of that. Um, that was the first time for me hearing Tom sing vocals in a studio. Um, was pretty damn cool to uh, be there for that. Um, and then, and then, yeah, now music videos and stuff like that. So it all just, it really started just because Aaron hit me up, um, had me in there for a day or two. And then it kind of just spilled over like, oh, stay for, you know, Angel's recording. And then, oh, come up here, come up here. And I don't know, I, I'm in San Diego. I know uh, Tom's management super well. Like I'm really good friends with that guy. Um, I'm friends with, you know, Aaron and Alon and even David. I've done stuff with David in his coffee shop. Um, so it's just kind of like, I'm here and it's always just random. I just get a text or whatever and I'm like, Hey man, like this is happening. Can you, can you do it? And I'm usually just like cancel everything on my day. I'm going to do this project over, go to another meeting for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Aaron hit me up and then yeah, it's so so what's the environment like in the studio with those guys? I imagine it's, it's a bit of a trip because especially as an angels and airways fan, like I always say, like their music is always meant to be, and Tom always says it like an art project. It's meant to be an experience, but like, I imagine it's still a shit ton of fun in there with Tom and they're just, and all the other guys just messing around. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely fun. Um, so I don't know exactly where they were at in this process because again it's like you've heard it's like okay this record's coming out this record's coming out and then like and now we're in the studio um i think it's because you know why put a record out right now during quarantine they can't tour anything so like why put it out that's maybe been my biggest I like defense of all this like there is absolutely zero rush especially i mean maybe more so now you could kind of make the argument like okay now that now's a good time but like for the last year or so what was the rush like exactly nothing <laughs> so it's like well now that you know this is just me this is my what i think it's just, i don't yeah. know this this is just like i there's time now so now that i've sat on these songs for you know however long i want to maybe sing a different part to this i want to write a different guitar riff for this part and so i think that's what this uh studio session was about was making these songs better because we have the time right now yeah like, like cleaning um, things up going back re-listening workshop and some stuff yeah but i mean they're still there playing it i mean you know alon's still going through the drums playing the drums matt's playing the bass uh guitar stuff and all that stuff um but it's cool it's it's you know i've had tom direct me and we've talked you know about video ideas and stuff but i've never actually seen him uh you know talk to his band before and be like, I want this song to feel like this is happening. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, that is a, a I, interesting way to give direction. Um, not a bad way. Um, it's just like, 
that is very open. I feel like there's a lot of ways to interpret things like that. But I, I was like, wow, that's a that's a cool, interesting way to like give feedback. Like, this is how I want the crowd to feel during this moment of the song or whatever. And I was just I'm like, wow, this is this is fascinating, man. Listening to him kind of describe how he wants people to feel when they listen to it. Yeah, that I mean, that's what I imagine. Like, like I said, like Tom always says, like this is this is an art project. This is an experience. So I kind of feel like that's the vibe that you know you would kind of walk into. Yeah, and so it, really, what it I felt very connected to when uh, you had I listened to your David Kennedy episode, and he talked about you know having Tim Armstrong come in and uh, you know sing on your favorite song. I hate the song cat like thief. Yeah. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I hate it. But I, I know you talk about that song all the time. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite. Having him there and David kind of just being such a huge rancid fan and kind of just like taking it all in, you know, and that's kind of, I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's how I feel too. You know what I mean? I felt like me and Dave kind of had the same uh, experiences him with rancid. And then just me kind of, with any one of these guys watching watching Alon play the drums is is awesome, dude. He's so, so talented. Like, yeah, <laughs> I I saw them this tour. I get not this. I mean, it was their le- like most recent tour. But that was almost two years ago at this point. But like watching him do the whole new regime set, and then watching him crush the Angels and Airways set, like on the drums, the acoustic guitar set. Like he, like the other guy's got a break. He, I mean, Tom obviously didn't with singing, but like. Alon just went for about two, three hours straight. And then, you know, still the nicest guy in the world afterwards at the merch booth talking it up with everyone. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't be more impressed with the guy. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's insanely talented, dude. And I remember when I first, um, he had me come over to his house. Um, and this is when the new regime was like starting out and he was just like, I'm like, so you're like, you wrote everything. He's like, yeah, I just figured, I wanted a certain way. So I'm going to learn how to sing and play these instruments and I'm going to just write it all. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then even at the time he was like reading the manual on like final cut pro or something to like learn how to edit. And I'm just like, man, you just, that dude loves to learn and he's so good at everything he tries to accomplish. So yeah, he like learned how to edit and, and, I don't know. He can do it all, man. There's yeah, nothing yeah. that guy seriously can't do. It's crazy. So the new album, you know, they're working on it. Things are coming out. One thing I just wanted to know, is Tom aware of like, or not that you know of the big things coming joke? Like, do you think that he knows that like when he says that, like he what like what he's causing basically on the internet, like everyone going like, ah, oh, here we go again. <sighs> like, is it done on purpose or is it like he's just that excited and he just is, I, I find it hard to believe that he's like oblivious to the fact that he keeps doing that it's hard to say man i mean big things are coming so it's like <laughs> he's that's not what wrong. He wants, right uh, and so then it's just like i you have to know i feel like if, if you write something like that you you understand who you are and and who you influence and um i think you have to know um but yeah i mean again not to keep bringing back episodes of your podcast i do listen to it i, I do like this podcast no, I, I think, appreciate it. Keep um, it going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, he, I think, cause you had him on dude, which is crazy. <laughs> you asked him a similar question and he kind of like would started talking about, I was like, well, you know, I don't really know. Uh, 
that it does that? Because I think you even said you're like, do you know that when you post something, it, uh, you know. I, yeah, people- it might have been like Blink Nostalgia or, or similarly, just like anything like in the studio or anything. Yeah. It might have been like when he's like, oh, just talk to Travis, just talk to Mark, like things like that. Just like things that are definitely going to grab like everybody's attention. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's got to know. I think it's, he's maybe says it a little too soon uh, <laughs> because of how long things you know, take to come out. I mean, that's for anything though. Uh, but yeah, big things are coming, no date, what's a big thing, when are we gonna see this? And you just sit there and you're, you wait. And then he posts a picture of a dog sitting in a car and you're just like, <laughs> this isn't it, I yep. hope not. Uh, <laughs> this is- yeah, <laughs> I think he, he's, I think he knows what yeah. he's doing. It's working yeah, because- 100%, I mean, I was just looking through the Angels and Airways Reddit uh, today to see if there was any news that I may have missed that anything had been, you know, shared on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, what have you. And it's just, it, there's a there's a few memes of the big things coming and just people like I mentioned this on our last podcast. Like, I I think it's just because like I'm expecting to have to wait on this one a little bit. Like I'm as soon as the song's like they like put out a date or the song comes out, like I'm gonna be all in on it. However, like there's there's people posting on there like. Like, hey, do you guys think the song's gonna leak tonight? Like, people are like that glued in because I mean, I, I mean, you you see the pictures, you're getting tagged in them. Like, I feel like he shared about ten pictures in the last you know, fifteen twenty days or so about you know this this new music that's coming out. Yes, he has. Yeah, I don't know. I I'd be very surprised if anything got leaked, just because you know the way that they've kind of put this album together. It's just it's such a tiny little group where if a song gets out, I think you're going to know who put it out. Um, Cause I think there's only like Tom and Aaron, probably the only two people that have these songs right now. Yeah. I can't imagine anything probably. leaking at this point. Um, yeah. But at this point, it's like, when is this, the video has got to be coming out sooner or later. Yeah. So we're, so speaking of the new, uh, new video, I don't know if you can, uh, what's it called? Say this or not, but Tom put up a picture of the, you know, the potential look, look, looked like the video with the hashtag euphoria. Is that the name of the song or you can't answer that? Well, that I can't answer. Okay, that's that's. But, I mean, <laughs> I did I did listen to your, uh, I guess it was the last episode. You like kind of like really went on that picture and talked theories and stuff, and you know, it's not, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're it's good. A, you're good. It's a good guess, man. I mean, he's obviously shooting videos. That's like what he's been posting. He's telling you videos are coming out. Um, you know, and it's i guess we'll just have to wait and see i know song titles change all the time and that word itself could mean anything uh the feel i mean like you mentioned like what you feel when you listen to the song yeah i mean that feeling and and kind of even that color treatment that i gave that photo was a little like euphoric like you know that was added on so i was just kind of like I don't know. It's all uh, just interpretation at this point. Yeah. Have you been in the studio with them when um, any songs that are out now? You know, were you in the studio when Paper Thin was being put together? So nothing. Paper Thin was already out, I think, when I went in the studio. So uh, um, yeah, that that was already out. But I mean, the songs that I heard, dude, I mean, I remember being in there 
hearing them play the first song and I was like, dude, this is it, man. This is like the single, this is going to be the single. And then they play the next song and I'm like, Oh wait, dude, no, wait, this one, this one's going to be the single. And I swear, dude. And even I've been filming a lot of stuff with Tom too. these like interviews that are going to come out eventually. And it's just one of those things where obviously like every person that's ever been interviewed about a new record that's coming out, everyone's just like, yeah, dude, this is like the best thing we ever put out. It's, you know, it's always the best thing that they've ever done. Um, but man, I think this stuff that I've been listening to is really, really good. It's, uh, I don't know, man, it's just been, it's been fun to listen to. And it's, it's, Every song that I've heard so far in the studio, shooting videos, uh, are bangers, dude. Yeah, that's that's exciting to hear. Um, where I guess this is another probably tough one to answer, but um, in terms of the songs that are that we at we haven't heard yet, but maybe you have, where do you rank them as far as the ones that are out now? We've got um, Rebel Girl, Kiss and Tell, and All That's Left Is Love. Do you think that these songs are coming out are kind of kind of you know, compare, like, how would you compare them to them? Do they, and in, in your, yeah, in your so eyes, they're just better, better, the same. Well, I like Rebel Girl and Kiss and Tell. I feel like there's one that you don't like out of the two. Um, no, actually, I like them both. The one I was not a fan of was All That's Left Is Love. Okay. Just, and then for me, that one was just kind of felt like, because like we talked about, like, Angels and Airways kind of makes you, like, want to feel something. And I felt like that song had such an opportunity to, like, I don't know, maybe, like, I kind of just felt like it stayed on the same level the whole time where it could have like elevated at some point and, you know, maybe broken like a big angels and airwaves chorus or something. But for me, it just didn't do that. So yeah, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. So I, I think the record is going to be a little bit more, I haven't heard how the, you know, what the order of these songs. Track listing. Yeah. Oh, from what I've heard, there are like, you know, there's heavy stuff. There's not heavy stuff. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm not, can't figure out how to describe it. I think it's just going to be kind of in between like the two sounds that they've kind of had, you know, going back from like their first couple and then like Dreamwalker kind of like was a little bit in the next lane over uh, something like this, maybe is between that. Um, again, that's not very descriptive at all. Um, but I think if you liked what he's been putting out so far, then you will not be disappointed, uh, with what is about to come out. I don't think, I don't think the best songs have been put out yet. That's, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> because I think yeah. Lloyd and I, I think Lloyd actually might've brought this up to me because he think we were kind of, you know, taking our guesses and what, you know, how we would feel about this new album that's coming out. And he kind of said what you just said, like, I feel like it would be almost like a letdown if like the songs that are already out are the best that are the best to come. Whereas it, it kind of sounds like we haven't heard of what's, what's the best to come yet. Right. Yeah. There's, there's every song's going to be solid, man. And I don't think the, the three that are out paper thin rebel girl and kiss until I don't think you need to worry about uh, if those are going to be the, the best three songs that have come out in the last five years or whatever. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of favorite songs and stuff like that, do you have like a favorite Angels and Airways album, favorite Angels and Airways era? For me, I kind of, I guess, just going back to like my playlist and like what I have on there. Um, I, 
the, I think there's maybe a tie between, we don't need to whisper an I empire, um, Dreamwalker. I think there's a few on there that I liked, but you know, with, with, we don't need to whisper an I empire. Um, I probably have the same amount of songs from each of those in a playlist, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with their debut just because when the adventure came out, I, I thought it was the greatest song ever written. I was like, this band is going to be everything that Tom said it was going to be. This is, this song is amazing, man. Like it's just, it's just awesome, dude. It takes off and it just like doesn't slow down once yeah. it, once it starts. Yeah. For me, that um, song is like the epitome of what angels and airwaves is. And Tom, tells a story all the time whether it's in interviews or even at like the most recent tour he remember him telling this story about how like he was like sitting in a room like and he started crying and like because he like the way he felt while he was listening to the song and like i think there is video too of him like they did a documentary when the thing called start the machine when the album first came out and he um was sitting there with critter at the time trying to sit there put together a riff for that big explosion that comes mm -hmm. in off the intro and it's like I said, it's just the epitome of what Angels and Airwaves is. Yeah, that's that's a good record. So I'd probably go with that just because that song, um, it was their first one, and and I was loved it from from that point on. I still, it's probably my favorite song of theirs um, at this point too. But yeah, I mean, I like Paper Thin a lot. It's a new song, so I'm not as you know sick of it yet. Uh, but I, you know, the dubstepy Tom DeLong song is, it's different. And I think they did a really good job at that song. I like that song a lot. No, and that song has actually grown on me. I know when it came out, I think I, I think I kind of compared it to the, the meme of like Steve Buscemi when he has the skateboard and he's like, hello, fellow teens or something like that. So I think that was like my initial thought because like, and I think I might've had that thought too when Blink was, um working with Steve Aoki, but again, I really like that song as well. So, um, and for me too, what I really like about it is until like, kind of like that little like dubstepy part for the most part, if you just told, like show me the first like 30 seconds of that, you could easily just convince me that's an angels and airwaves song. Totally. For yeah. sure. Um, do you have any plans to work with the band going forward? You know, I know Tom's kind of hinted at like a tour at some point when this is all over and when they can travel or will you be a part of that in any, you know, sort of way? I, you know, it's not out of the question. I mean, currently, no, there's nothing for me on their calendar. Um, but it's never out of the question. I mean, all this stuff lately was, was pretty spontaneous, you know, with like a week in advance notice. Um, obviously a tour or something like that would, would be, you know, something we seriously need to talk about, but I just don't think that Dude, as much as I miss touring, like I miss it so much, dude. It was like the best time of my life. It's just not really uh, the right decision to make at this point in my life, you know, with, I don't know, just for a camera guy, dude, it's just, it's so hit or miss. And it's just like, what do you do when the tour is over? It's, you know, I can't just quit my job right now and go on a tour for a couple months and, and come back and try to look for something. Um, I mean, I would obviously want to do that, but it's just, it's just something I can't do. But so that's why I think I get picked up a lot for these like 
we got, we're in the studio in San Diego, you know, Tom's recording at his house or, you know, we're shooting a video um, in Southern California, all this stuff I can, I can go to it. And it's usually like, you know, a few days at the most where I can, I can swing that, but I can't, I can't up and I think tours are a little more out of the question right now than yeah, a lot more involved. Yeah. And then studio stuff, but yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, no, no, no plans right now, but I mean, they got stuff coming out, dude. And, you know, so far they're, they're still calling me. So I'm, I'm happy about it. And, um, it's always a really good time. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we, we'd love to have you back on again when these videos start coming out, when these big things, you know, start coming soon. And uh, we'd love to have you back on and talk about, you know, maybe the story or whatever was behind these videos. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, let me think. Uh, no, I mean, I think we, we covered a lot of it, dude. Um, and yeah, and, you know, once these things come out, you know, I'm sorry that I can't tell you more about videos and songs and stuff like that. But uh, I actually really enjoyed that last episode of you guys breaking down that photo. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the, fun the man behind the photo. <laughs> Yeah. So that was like, you know, that's the other thing too. It's like, I've been doing these interviews with Tom lately um, for some stuff. And that's kind of the, the, the hard part for me, dude, as like um, a professional and as a fan editing a 10 minute uh, section of him talking into like 60 seconds, you know, I'm like, I feel, I'm like, I'm the one that's basically going to, tell you what to listen to when I'm like, I feel like I could just put this whole 10 minute clip up and everyone will want to listen to it, but they want like a one minute version. And I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, Oh man, do I really want to cut this part out? Like this, this is some good stuff right here. But I mean, that goes with like any video there. You're always yeah. trying to trim, trim the fat. Um, it's just a little harder in this case because, you know, as a fan of the music and all that stuff, it's, it's makes it a lot harder to, to cut stuff. Because I mean, to me, I'm like, everything that he's saying right now is, is cool. And, you know, people want to hear everything he has to say. Um, so that's kind of been the, the hard part lately, cutting these interviews down. But uh, yeah, dude, um, I had a good time. Kevin Trout, everybody, we'll call him the Tom DeLong hype man, the photographer behind every picture. It appears Tom DeLong is posting now to promote this album. If you want to find him on Instagram, the handle is K-M-M-A-D-E. That's K-M-M-A-D. If you can't find it for whatever reason, just go to any of Tom's last like 30 pictures and look who's tagged in it or look at the photo credit title at the bottom and you'll see it right there. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, dude. Stay for a while, for a moment.
Tom DeLong, and you are listening to Blink 180 Dudes and Blink 180 Dudes Nudes. Blink 180 Dudes. 